We would like to welcome you to our weekly broadcast of Harvest Worship Center's Sunday morning celebration service. We hope and pray that you will receive something from the Lord today. And we ask you to stay tuned at the end of the message for more information concerning our church. Again, thank you for joining us today. This morning, what you've got to realize is that Satan can only counter what God is doing. He can't, Satan, Satan's trying to counter a move of God. He, you know, why? Because Tony shared it last week. We're on the offensive. I, I, who, who wants to be on the offense, not the defense? Amen. I, I don't want to be waiting to be, you know, uh, I can tell you now, when back in my younger days, I used to throw hands a little bit. I know you might find that hard to believe, but, uh, you know, I wasn't always saved. Okay, and uh, there, there was a, a you know, a, a t- I would not wait. I can tell you now. You know how some, I'm, buddy, I'm coming at you because I figure this: I either gonna knock you out or I'm gonna get beat up. So I'm gonna have to get you on the first punch. So anyhow, um, I'm, I'm gonna come at you. I want to tell you something. We've got to come at the enemy in our lives. I, I don't know about you. Who's tired of the enemy? Who's tired of the enemy doing what he wants anytime, any place? Who's tired of the enemy being in your thoughts? Okay, he's raging in the thoughts of people right now. He's raging in the thoughts, and he wants to interpret things, and he wants to interpret the circumstances, but I refuse to let him do that. I refuse to do it. I told you, I'll fight viciously for the unity of this people, of this church. Last week, we took a big stand. We, we, we passed to, to go forward with our new building plans, and those are, 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 are being started right now. Aren't you thinking? Who's happy about that? Who's excited about that? We're, we're doing that. But, and, and next, this coming Saturday, we get to start tearing things up because we're getting ready to do a, a, a facelift to the outside of this building. And, and I'm excited about that. I, I, I feel like we got some good things going. But let me share something with you. You know what gets me more excited than anything besides a new building or a facelift on this building is what goes on in the altars in this place, that we are seeking God, that we are inviting the Spirit of the Lord to come in and change some situations in our hearts. I still believe God. God heals. He heals not just the body, he heals the mind and he heals the spirit. Aren't you thinking, I don't know, anybody glad that they know if something happened to them today, they would be going to heaven. Anybody in the room glad of that? I'm glad of knowing that I would be going to heaven if something happened to me. How do you know that so assuredly? Because you can be assured of that through the grace of God. We're going through a series today, and and, uh, last week I didn't get to do Sermon 2, so Sermon 2 is coming today, which is the series title is Come to Your Senses. Uh, today is, uh, is, is, is hearing. We want to talk about hearing. And I believe that God uses our five senses to, to, to access us or reveal himself to us. And this morning, I believe that God is trying to reveal himself to us in a greater way. He wants, to, uh, wants us to experience him. As a matter of fact, God created our senses, and he uses those all through the Bible. It's an amazing journey if you begin to look at that in the sense of when he would say, look and see or hear what the what the Spirit's saying to the church, touch. And then, and I love it when he says, oh, taste of the Lord and see that he is good. Psalms 34 and 8. Aren't you thankful for that? I want a taste of the Lord. The Lord is good. Amen. Uh, in other words, he wants us to understand him in a deeper way. Today we're going to talk about hearing or the sense of sound, um, I, 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 and I am so thankful for the sense of sound. I'm gl- I, I'm thankful I can hear. Okay, and I know some people can't. Now my family would disagree. I can't hear that great, and that's because when I was younger, I listened to the stereo way too loud. And guess what? I'm in my fifties, and I still listen to the stereo way too loud. Okay, um, and and so it has affected my hearing to the point that a lot of times I I will ask 
asked several times uh, what, you know, uh, what's being said. Sometimes that's selective hearing. Amen, all the husbands better not. Amen, selective hearing. But again, uh, our sense of hearing. But do you realize as well as you have a physical sense of hearing, you have a spiritual sense of hearing. And God is wanting you to understand that he wants to he wants your ear to tune into what he's saying today. He wants your your ear to tune into what the spirit is saying. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2 verse 2 and suddenly there came a it came from heaven a sound. I want to look at somebody beside you and say a sound. Suddenly there came a sound. Now we live in a world full of sound. We live in a world where there are many voices speaking to us. As a matter of fact, I love to do this, but do you realize the, 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 the number one voice that you listen to in this world is your own? Your own. Now, some of you may not talk out loud to yourself, but some of you may have out loud conversations to yourself. And you know what? That don't mean you're crazy. That means you're actually normal because most people have uh, conversations with themselves. And you say, no, I never do that. Has anybody voiced out when you've done something and said, well, that was stupid? Have you ever done that? Okay. Well, that was dumb. I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't have grabbed hold of that uh, iron skillet without a pot holder. That was not smart. Okay, we will talk to ourselves, we'll speak to ourselves, and even the Bible supports this when Paul admonishes us or tells us to speak to ourselves in songs and spiritual song. Amen? Does he not say that? He says, talk to yourself, but when you talk to yourself, start speaking good things to yourself. Some of us have such a negative image of who we are because we're not speaking the things of God to ourselves. We're speaking what everybody else has told us or what everybody else has said. Do you realize when I was in third grade, I had a teacher tell me I was dumb? A teacher. And I bore the scars of that for many, many years till I ran into a teacher in Trine by the name of Miss Stevens. Anybody got Miss Stevens? Miss Stevens looked at me and she said, you're not dumb and I'm going to prove it to you. You're gonna, and then she looked at my parents and she says, he's going to hate me, then he'll love me. He's going to hate me, then he'll love me. Why? Because she took on herself to, to, to change my life, to change the opinion of what others had told me all my life. My parents never told me that. But I had people of importance that should know. Surely a teacher would know if I'm smart or I'm dumb. And she said, a teacher told me I was dumb. So I began to believe that. Do you realize I, I, later on when we moved here, I got to, to see her and I went and sat down by, by her and I said, I want you to understand something. I've got not one, but I've got two degrees hanging on my wall and it's because of you. Because of you believing in me. And I can remember every morning, we would start with the Lord's Prayer, and then we would sing, Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the noontime, Jesus all day long. Boy, she'd been put under the jail, wouldn't she? What a criminal. What a criminal. What are you saying, Pastor? We are being spoken to by this world through many voices. We are being spoken to. There is a sound of the world. There is a sound that it is speaking, and it is loud in our ears. And some of us bear the scars of being talked to in a negative way, and we've carried it all our lives. I'm, I'm preaching to somebody today. And we are, are, have that luring over us and haunting us of we're dumb, we're this, we're that. You've been told things by people out, out, of, out of hatred. You've been told things out of anger. You've been told things because people sometimes are just downright mean and ugly. 
But I want you to understand something. Your heavenly father has never said anything ugly to you. For he looks at you and says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are the prize that I made. Do you realize that Adam and Eve were the crowning jewel of all creation? And when he made you, he poured all his love into you. Everything he had, he poured into you. And when we look and we agree with what the world says, I believe it grieves the heart of our God. I want you to understand something. What the enemy does not want you to do is hear the sound of heaven this morning. But it says when they were gathered in that upper room, Jesus had just been, you know, he had been crucified. He had been put in a tomb. He came out on the third day victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And then all of a sudden he spent time with him and he ascended back to the Father. And now he's in heaven and he says, now you go and you listen. You go and you tarry in that upper room. And I I will send the helper. I will send the comforter. He didn't say how he was going to send it. He didn't say uh, what, how they would recognize it. Or He just said, go and tarry. That word tarry also carries with it the connotations in Scripture of go and be silent. Go and listen. Let's go Old Testament. Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we pray all the prayers we know how to pray. Sometimes we say everything we know how to say. Sometimes we've read all the verses of the Bible out loud we can read. But we are still hurting and we are still empty and we still are hearing the sound of the enemy saying, you're never going to do it. You're never going to make it. You're nothing. You can't make a difference for God. But I want you to understand in the midst of that, if you'll silence everything and begin to focus on who he is, he will speak. They were there in that upper room. The Bible doesn't say how long they were there, but they tarried there and there came a sound. I want you to hear me this morning. There came a sound that was not like any other sound. There came a sound that was not recognizable as a sound of this world. It was a sound from heaven. What we need today is a sound from heaven, church. A sound from heaven. And it filled all the house where they were. But I, I, I want to go a little bit further. It didn't just fill the house. It caught the attention of those outside the house. You see, churches will use all kinds of things to draw people in. We've used plans. We've used programs. We've used gimmicks. We use everything. And I'm, I'm talking about churches in general. I'm not, talking, I'm not pointing any fingers because everybody's like, we got to grow, we got to grow, we got to grow. But what caused the early church to grow in the book of Acts was not cool logos and t-shirts and fancy buildings. It was a sound. It was a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind. Undisputably not of this world. You hear me? God is ready to speak into your life, whether you're young or old in this room, with an unmistakable sound that you cannot deny the power and the presence of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I wish somebody could have seen Jason a couple of Tuesday nights ago. He didn't know what got a hold of him, but he knew it was God. 
a sound. And that sound was silencing the voices in you of a lot of things. Oh my goodness. And I don't mean to, I don't think you mind me sharing that, but it was silencing the voice that says unloved, not worthy. Because you know why I know those voices were there? Because they're in me and they're in you, unloved, unworthy. You're just along for the ride because God really loves this one more and he favors this one more because of what you've done. I've got news for you. When the devil reminds you of your past, you remind him of his future. He doesn't have a good future. His future is a place called the lake of fire and he is desperately trying to destroy all he can before his time runs out. A sound. Hearing is one of the most amazing gifts that God gave the human body. John 10, 25 says we got 10, 10 25 and 27. We, get, we have to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. Jesus answered them, I told you and you did not believe me. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep, everybody say my sheep. My hear my voice and know them and, and, and I know them and they follow me. My sheep. Hear my voice. I've shared this illustration hundreds of times, but it's one of the most powerful ones I know. Whoever raised you, their voice is imprinted in your head. Whoever raised you, whoever was responsible for you, their voice is imprinted in your head. I still get terror when I hear my full name spoken by my parents. Because <laughs> nobody uses my full name. Tina does occasionally. doesn't have the same effect. She's trying to get that, but it doesn't work that way. But my parents were, Philip David. If I ever got the Philip and the David, if I got the oop and the David, trouble was coming. I could be in a crowded room today, and I don't care how many people, but I could recognize my parents' voice over anyone else's because they're imprinted in my heart and in my head. The human brain has the ability to imprint sound and sound patterns. Isn't it amazing how God made you? Oh, that God would imprint his voice in our hearts. Because Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. The problem is we don't always want to obey that voice, so we label it something else. I want to give you a quick little uh, 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 statement that will help you in knowing the voice of God. The voice of God will always tell you to do something good. The voice of the devil will never encourage you to do the right thing. The voice of the devil will never tell you to bless somebody. The voice of the enemy will never tell you to uplift somebody. The voice of the enemy will always seek to disunify the church. The voice of God will always seek to unify the church. I'm going to tell you the voice of God will always, even when it is correcting, be positive. But the voice of the enemy will correct with hatred and malice. Listen to me this morning. we got to quit listening to the enemy and start listening to the voice of God. Too much negativity in this world to be allowed in the household of faith. We need to hear God. We need a sound. We need a sound. We must learn to develop a hearing ear. Many times the church who is made up of individuals listens to every voice but the still small voice. I've also found this. God don't yell at me. He whispers. Amen? 
God does not yell at me. He whispers. Jesus said that his sheep would identify who he was by his voice. So how do I become familiar with the voice of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit will usually tell you to do opposite of what your flesh desires. Amen. The Holy Spirit will usually tell you to do absolutely opposite. You're trying to stop certain behaviors in your life or certain sinful habits in your life. The flesh will always argue with the Spirit in you and say, you know what, this time's not going to hurt. This time you can make an exception here. That's the voice of the enemy of the flesh. God's Spirit will always encourage you to make the right choice. The Holy Spirit is never going to tell us to speak in negative ways towards people. It will always be an encouraging voice. Amen. Now, I don't know if you've ever dealt with a narcissist before, but narcissists will compliment you to try to manipulate to get what they want. They will. That's narcissistic behavior. Narcissists will be vengeful in what they do, and they will, you know, it's just not a good thing. The devil is the chief of all narcissists. He will build you up just so he can kick out what's holding you up. Okay? Be careful of that. The Holy Spirit, if he ever tears down, I promise you it is always to build back better. He does tear down. Let me ask you this. How many of you have ever done a repair on your house because something was bad wrong? Okay? If you, sometimes you've got to rip out some rotten wood. I remember one thing I dread about remodeling this church is we always discover some hidden sin. In other words, termites usually. Um, we, we, we were adding the addition onto the, what is the, cla- uh, the adult classroom now, and when we tore the wall, the, the paneling off the wall, it was eat up with termites. So we had to stop work, tear out a bunch of dead, rotten, eat up wood, and replace that. When we were redoing the stage several years ago, when we tore out the old stage, termites. Didn't know they were there, but they were there. I was talking to a friend yesterday, and they were replacing their pews uh, with, with, uh, with chairs because they had about uh, eight inches to two feet of water in their sanctuary. And some of them was like, well, maybe we can refurbish those pews. So they sent one of those pews off to be refurbished. And when they pulled back the, the, or pulled off the padding, they realized they were particle board. All these years, particle board. And that particle board was soaked. It looked like it was a firm foundation, but it wasn't. I want you to know something. Sometimes you have to tear, the Lord will tear down things in our life in order to replace it with the good things. Sometimes he's the potter and we're the clay, according to Jeremiah chapter 18. But if I'm not listening to what God's doing, I'll think God's after me. I'll think God's out to get me. But I have had God take me and dismantle me so that he can build me back into what he wants me to be. And I'm going to tell you the bottom line is, I want to be what God wants me to be. And sometimes that's a painful process. I don't know about you, but is there anybody else in this room would say, you know, I really want to be what God wants me to be. I want to look in the mirror and be the man that God wants me to be, the woman that God wants me to be. I really want to hear his voice, Pastor. Well, sometimes he has to remove the obstructions that keep us from hearing. I wish there were spiritual noise cancellation headphones. I really do. That you just cancel the world, but you can't. The Holy Spirit is never going to teach us to do whatever we want. 
it is always going to lean towards what the Spirit wants or what God wants. The Holy Spirit will never tell us to force our way into a situation, but, it, but to always wait upon Him to open the right doors at the right time and the right moment. If you have to force your way in, I promise you it ain't God. God opens doors. He don't say, hey, I'm going to give you a spiritual ramming, you know, uh, uh, whatever they call that. Uh, come on, cops, help me out. Battering ram. They don't, they're not going to give you that. I wish I had one of those. In the name of Jesus, you know. But it doesn't work that way. It'll be cool. <laughs> I found that when God closes the door, you can beat on it. You can try to force your way in, but that door will remain closed. God will never, ever <laughs> honor us if we try to force our way in. But when we allow God's Spirit to open the right doors, I promise you, things will fall in place the way that He wants them. I'm going to tell you in this building program, I refuse to go and force my way. I'm going to allow the leading of the Holy Spirit. How about you? I want what God wants, and if we'll do it His way, it'll go the way it needs to go and be everything He wants it to be. But we can force our way, and we can end up out of the will of God. Philippians 4, 11, 13 says, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am content. I know that he has brought me low, and I know how to abound. In any, of the, in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of, plenty, uh, of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things who, through Christ who strengthens me. We need to hear the voice of God because the voice of God says, no matter what the circumstances, God has got me. No matter what I'm facing, God has got me. No matter what the doctor's report says, God has got me me no matter what is what what's going on in my children's life where I feel like they're going crazy God has got me no matter if I feel like me and my wife just can't get on the same page God has got me and if I keep seeking God and they keep seeking God we're going to come together the way God wants us to because I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength number two sometimes God's voice is loud but most of the time it's still in Acts chapter 2, it was loud. There Suddenly there came from heaven the sound like a mighty rushing wind. Most theologians agree that this was referring to almost a hurricane force sound. So you think about that. That's got to be pretty terrifying in one room. Okay? Pretty terrifying. It was enough that a crowd of thousands gathered outside. Think about that. Uh, how, you know... Uh, I heard somebody's Amber Alert go off during worship. Okay. All right. Mine went off right before prayer time in the office. And it's loud. Your phone is loud. It's a startling sound when it happens. It's an unexpected sound. I don't know what happened to the disciples, but they had gathered there. And I'll, I'll tell you, I got my scenario of that. They went through everything that they knew to do. I think they, well, we know they replaced Judas with Matthias, okay? They did that. We know that they probably talked about what the Lord had told them to do. I believe that they had got to a point where they prayed every prayer they knew how to pray, anybody. They had asked God everything they could ask him. They had sought him over every situation they knew. They had done everything they knew to do. They had worshiped, they probably sang every song, 
for my Church of God people in the blue book, for my Baptist people, the red book. Some of us know a green book and a, and a brown book and a, I don't know, there's a lot of books out there. They went through every worship song in there to their knowledge. They shared stories about Jesus. But you see, sometimes when all of that stops, you just have to be still and know that he is God. And I don't know when it happened and on what day it happened, but I believe they just got on their faces and said, we're going to sit here till it comes. We're going to sit here till the Spirit comes into the middle of our situation because He has asked us to reach the world. And we look at this world, and that's impossible. But they were hearing the voice of Jesus saying, For with man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So they knew that what He was going to send was going to equip them to do what He had asked, asked them to do. It's an impossible task. God has asked me. He said to my heart, Reach every soul in Chattooga County. That cannot be accomplished through gimmicks, plans, and programs or even nice new buildings. It can only be accomplished through the power of the Holy Spirit. And you can't expect the world to change if we're not allowing God to change us. Amen. Amen. God sent his Holy Spirit with an audible sound, a hurricane-force wind. They could not miss the initial indwelling of the Holy Spirit. This was too important. So God announced it loud. <laughs> and when, he, when, they came, when the people came to see what the fuss was about, Peter stands up in the midst of all the fuss and all the, the, the shouting and all the praising and all the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And he looks at them and he stills the crowd. And he says, men and brethren, hearken unto me and hear my voice. Hear what I've got to say. Again, hear what I'm saying. Because what he was saying is I'm not going to be speaking my words. I'm going to be speaking your words. How do I know that? Because this was the same voice that was fixing to preach the gospel on the day of Pentecost was the same voice that denied him three times. And now he speaks with boldness and shares the gospel. And 3,000 people are saved that day. Oh, my goodness. Don't we need a sound? Don't we need a sound from heaven? Don't we need to hear the voice of God if we want to be effective for Jesus? I've got news for you. That's the only way we're going to be effective. We need to hear the voice of God. If you want to be a, see God do miracles in your family, you've got to hear the voice of God. Number three. What I'm speaking is what I'm hearing. Whoever, Matthew 12, 30, whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. Therefore, I tell you, every sin and blaspheming will be forgiven people. But the blaspheming against the Spirit will not be forgiven. And whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But those who speak against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or the age to come. A tree is known by the fruit it bears. Every, either make the tree good and it bears good fruit, or make the tree bad and it bears it, 
it, it bears bad fruit. For the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, you can, uh, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, here it is, the mouth speaks. The, and the good person out of the good treasures brings forth good. And an evil person out of his treasures brings forth evil. Paul tells us that in his famous love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, that if I could speak in all languages on earth and of angels, but I don't have love, I am only a noisy gong. I want you to know God is tired of the empty noise. He is ready for our noise to be the sound that he is giving us, the sound that he loves, the sound that he saves, the sound that he delivers. I want you to know everyone is welcome in this house. God loves you the way you are, but aren't you thankful this morning he loves you too much to leave you that way? I'm thankful for that this morning. He loves me too much for me to be like I am. So he's working on me. He's changing me. He's transforming me. And he is tuning our ears to hear his voice. Peter tells us if anyone speaks, he should do it as one who's speaking the very word of God. 1 Peter 4, 11. I want you to hear that. If anyone speaks, he should do it as if he's speaking the very words of God. What you speak to somebody does matter. What you say to somebody does matter. Amen. Sometimes I look at Peyton, and I don't want to embarrass him, but I, re- I affectionately call him doofus. You better not. It's my boy. He's a beautiful boy. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I tease him. I go Godfather on him. I'm not going to do that. He gets embarrassed. We need to speak good things into each other. But it needs to come from the right motivation. Amen? Amen? I love you should not have attached conditions. Amen? I'm I'm pastoring you a little bit this morning. Amen? Counseled many, many marriages where I've told them, just because your husband, or told the husband, just because you toted a load of laundry through don't mean that your wife is just awe and awe of you. She's probably thinking it's about time. All the ladies had an amen moment, but you missed it. Aren't you thankful God loved us while we were still sinners? Aren't you thankful he didn't say, here are my conditions for my love? You get straightened up, Phil. You quit acting like a fool. You lay down all your sins, and then I'll save you. Oh, no, he didn't do that. He said, I'll save you while you're still the way you are, but I'm going to love you into a new life. I'm going to change you, and that means I'm going to tear out things that aren't like me, and I'm going to replace it with what I want. How many of you, you were a hothead, but God's still working on it, but you're getting better. You're angry. comes sometimes, but you're getting better. Be still and know that he is God. Did my words sound pleasing to God today? Because I'm speaking them 
and I'm hearing what I say. What I speak is what I hear. And if I speak negative things to myself, then I am being negative towards this world. If I speak discontent and I speak sinful things, then I am sinful. But if I listen to the voice of God and I begin to speak those heavenly things and I begin to speak with hope, then hope fills this world and hope fills my ears. The one you listen to the most is yourself. It's time we start telling ourselves some good things. It's time we start telling ourselves some godly things. And we start erasing the voices of the enemy. Who's tired of the enemy? I want us to stand. I'm going to share just a few verses with you as we close. On hearing, listening, sound. Now Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat, drink, for there is the sound of the roar of the heavens with rain. Psalms 94.4 says, Then the mighty breakers of the sea, the Lord on high, sends forth the sound, more than the sound of many waters. He goes on in Ezekiel to say, and behold, the glory of the God of Israel was coming from the, e the way of the east, and his voice was like the sound of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. He goes on, he says, for his voice is like a sounding trumpet in the world, in Ezekiel. He goes on and he says, it, it no its noise declares the presence of the Lord in 1 Kings 14, 6. Or, for, or Job 36, uh, 36, 3. In 1 Kings 14, 6, it says, And he heard the sound of feet coming to the doorway, and he said, Come in, wife. But it wasn't his wife. He heard the sound of God. 2 Kings 7, 6, And the Lord has caused an army of the Armians to hear a voice of chariots and the sound of horses, every sound of a great army. And they said to one another, Behold, the king of Israel has a great army. He didn't have a great army. It was the sound of heaven. Because of the noise of galloping hooves and stallions and the trumpets and the turmoil of chariots and the rumbling of their wheels, the enemy turned back. Jeremiah 47 and 3. It is written, <laughs> it is written that in the last days there will come a, a sound from heaven, a trumpet. And the dead in Christ shall rise. And those who are alive and remain will be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. A sound. What sound are you listening to this morning? What sound are you speaking out of your mouth this morning? What sound? Are you hearing the sound of negativity in your heart? Are you hearing the enemy tell you how worthless you are, that you'll never amount to anything? Are you hearing the sound of the enemy telling you you will always wear the, the title of your sin even though God has forgiven you? I'm going to tell you, God said that has been washed in the blood and is no longer remembered. The Spirit will never remind you of your sinful past when it has been put under the blood. Only the devil. Let me say that again. The Spirit will never remind you of your sinful past. He'll never point back and say, you remember when you did this. You remember when you did that. That's not God, my friend, if it's been put under the blood. If it's not been put under the blood, that may be the Holy Spirit saying, I'm ready to forgive that. 
But if you've been saved and that's been washed away, the devil is the only one reminding you of what you used to be and what you used to do. That's his job. This morning, we need a sound. All over this room, I want us to bow our heads and close our eyes. For those of you that are visiting with us, I will not point you out. I will not. I don't do that. I won't drag you to an altar. But as every eye is closed, all over this room, those that are watching at home, I want you to ask yourself, what am I listening to? What am I hearing in my mind right now? Am I hearing the voice of the enemy or am I hearing the voice of God? And if you're hearing the voice of the enemy and you're saying, Pastor, while every head is bowed, every eye closed, I'm ready to hear the voice of God. I'm ready to hear him speak louder than what I'm hearing. I want you to just kind of raise your hand. Come on, there's somebody in this room. Thank you, there's others. I'm listening and I'm hearing negativity. I'm hearing the enemy speak to me and tell me what I'll never be. I'm letting the enemy to interpret the circumstances of my situation instead of God. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand. Say, I need to hear a different voice. I need to hear a different voice. If that's you this morning, God's ready to do a change in your life. God's ready to change your heart. God's ready to, to, to switch the sound, switch the channel so that you hear him speaking. You are my beloved. You are my cherished. You are my chosen. You're ready to hear a different voice in your ears. If that's you and you raised your hand, please be bold enough. Take somebody by the hand and say, I'm ready to pray. I'm ready to pray. I'm ready to make a difference. I'm ready to change the channel and hear a different sound. If that's you, come on, there's some others. There's people coming now. If that's you, take somebody by the hand and say, I need you to come pray with me. You're ready to hear a different sound. You're ready to hear a different voice. Some of our young people in this room, you, you constantly tear yourself down in the mirror. God's ready for you to hear a different voice. He's ready to hear a different sound in your ears. If that's you, I want you to come. Come on, don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of that. Some of us need, a, need to have a more positive view of who we are and realize that Jesus loves you. He loves you, and he has made you to be the apple of his eye. Will you come? Come on, there's others in this room. You need to obey God right now. You need to obey God. I'm going to ask some of our intercessors to come and help pray with these that are in the altar right now. Will you come help pray with, with these? There's others. Come on. If that's you this morning, you need to hear a different voice. You say, Pastor, I've listened to the most negative things all my life. I don't know how to hear anything different. I've listened to angry voices my whole life, and I don't know how to hear anything different. Today, God's ready to heal your ears. Amen? Amen? The Bible says, let him that hath ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. What he's saying is, I want you to learn to listen to what I'm saying and quit listening to everybody else. I want you to start listening to me. Will you come all over this room? all over this room. Let's pray. Let's pray. We would like to thank you for joining us for our weekly podcast. We pray that you receive something from the Lord today. Please share your prayer requests and testimonies with us by emailing us at tryonhwc at gmail.com. If you'd like more information concerning Harvest Worship Center, you can visit our website at tryonhwc.com. We would love for you to visit us in person sometime. Our services are held at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Children's worship is during our 11 a.m. service. If you would like to give to the ministries of Harvest Worship Center, you can also do this by clicking the Giving tab online. Once again, we would like to thank you for joining us today, and we pray you have a blessed week.